Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. I am your HIV positive host, Jennifer Lee Vaughn. Hey guys, I know it's been a month since I did this last. In fact, I think I did it right around my six year anniversary of my HIV diagnosis. I don't know what the exact date was, but I know it's been about a month. I, you know, you know what happens is I get on a roll and I want to keep doing them. And then I started like having them kind of like lined up. Like I had two ready to go so that I would just throw one out each week. And I was really staying on top of it so that I wasn't doing it like last minute, like the night before, because I like to put them out on Mondays. And then I don't know what happened. I just decided to let it go for whatever reason. I don't know if I just got busy with life or whatever, and then it's hard to get back into the swing of it, especially when you're not getting paid for it. So that's part of it. Um, It's not a lot of viewership or listenership on here, so it's nothing crazy by any means. So, you know, it's kind of like I just do it when I feel like it. But when I have five people reaching out to me saying, Jennifer, where's your podcast? Well, by golly, I'm going to get in my closet and start recording because, you know, you got to give the people what they want. So what's been happening? So, you know, I have been planning to interview people and it takes a lot of time to do that and just, you know, trying to schedule and get it all set up. And then it's the whole actual recording itself. I know somebody who came out as HIV positive who actually has quite a large Instagram. And I was so excited when they came out because I was like, I'll get another name, another pretty boy. And then he just kind of like, you know, I think he was going to start doing all these Instagram interviews. I might have talked about this already. Hell, I don't know what the, I don't remember what I've talked about, what I haven't talked about, but he just decided, you know, to scrap the whole thing because it was just too much stress. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, what's the point if that's not like what you're getting paid for? Because he does get paid for some um, advertising that he does on Instagram for other stuff. So yeah, it's just kind of like, why bother? But I need to start asking people that I know that do podcasts, like, what are they doing to get paid? Because it would be an incentive for sure to want to do this. But you know, if you're not, then it's just a hobby. And then I wonder sometimes after I've put information out there, I'm like, am I, you know, putting out too much personal information? Maybe maybe I'm oversharing. And I do, you know, sort of like think about it again and wonder if I should um, just give it a break for a second. And that's probably what I did. And I think my personal life did get a little, um, I, yeah, there's probably just some stuff I didn't know if I wanted to share. So I just kind of like didn't. Um, that's part of it. I was thinking of jumping right in with my Tinder stuff, but I think what I'll do first is talk about um, what's happening with my tattoos. So the person that I had met on Instagram, or not Instagram, hello, Tinder, um, who was a tattoo artist, it just didn't work out with him doing it. I, I don't know, it was just a lot of confusion with scheduling, so it just never happened. And so I did end up making an appointment with somebody in Santa Cruz on Mission Street. His name's Doug Love, and he was recommended to me by um, Joey's kinder teacher. She saw that I put out kind of a, hey, can anybody recommend anybody? I put that out on Facebook. And she said, yes, you've got to go to Doug Love. And so I made an appointment with him, and Joey and I went and met with him. Really nice guy. And um, I, you know, told him what I wanted as far as the cherry blossom. I think I've pretty much decided it's going to be on my shoulder because I do want to see it. And if it's on my hip, no one's going to see it, you know, unless I'm in a bathing suit. So I'd rather have it be something that I can see and other people could see more often and more easily. And so that would be on my shoulders. So we went in, Joey and I went in and talked to him. She's going to do Skyrim on her wrist. 
And then it was pretty detailed, you know, like with what he said, how he would do mine. And he says he maps it out kind of like where not to go beyond what point on your arm and like your, you know, into your chest. And like, he's going to kind of put a circle, like we don't go beyond that point. And then he'll sort of like draw it out. I gave him ideas of what I'm looking for and the coloring and all that. Unfortunately, he says with the leaves, because they're pink, and I really do want like a deep raspberry color. Um, he says that it blends into the skin too much and you really need like a border around it and that will make it pop more. But I don't want a border. I don't want any, even a thin line. I don't want around the trim of the leaf. I want it just pink. And he said, you know, he kind of has warned me against that, but I just, I don't like the way it looks. If there's like a little bit of a line at all to me, it looks like grandma wallpaper. So, um, I really want it very realistic, you know? So I think we've come to a compromise, you know, the deeper, darker pink should help with that. And, uh, but yeah, I don't want any green leaves or anything. I just want dark. Well, I guess that they're going to be black branches and some of the photos I've seen of the women that had the tattoos, it looked like they were dark brown, but it is, he says it's definitely, um, gray, what do they call it? Gr I don't, gray shading or something. I don't know. But anyways, it's black. So anyway, I thought that we would be able to schedule with him, you know, and maybe within that week and he gets out his, um, Chrome pad or whatever it was. And he's going through his calendar and I see just lines of red on every date. And I'm like, huh? And he goes, how about, um, June 5th or something like that? I was like, what? <laughs> really? Because when we saw him, I think it was still February. Right now it's uh, March 12th as I'm speaking. And so anyways, we compromised. We found a date um, May 30th because I have the day off. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend. So that's Memorial Day. So I have that day off. So we're going to do it. I'm Well, I've got that day scheduled. I think Joey has the 29th, the day before. So um, yeah, I have to wait. Like it was when I made the appointment, it was still like 12 weeks away. And now, um, and I don't know, now I'm a little bit closer, but not that much closer. So in the meantime, I really wanted this other tattoo. And so I called Freedom Tattoo, which is where Joey and Ryan have had some piercings done. They've had some, uh, I think they had their septums pierced there and their sides of their noses and stuff. Um, by this really nice guy there, Rudy, they've moved their location. They're no longer in Watsonville and now they're in Aptos. So I just, I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. I, I may have, no, I didn't call any other places. I just, or did I? Oh, I, that's right. Joey had somebody on Instagram that she thought would be good. She was over in Gilroy and she was charging 200 for any tattoo. And I was like, oh, I don't think this is like a $200 tattoo what I want. So, um, I, like I said, I called freedom tattoo. It was last Friday night. I was at work. I was, I think I called them at like right after five o'clock and I said, or it was like close to five o'clock. And I said, look, I'm going to be out of here. I could be there by 5.30. And I knew they were closing at 7. I knew they had walk-ins because I'd called a few days before that. They had walk-ins between 11 o'clock in the morning and 7 p.m. But they don't want you walking in at, you know, 6 o'clock to, you know, to have a tattoo done because they want to go home too. And so I call and they said, yeah, if you can get here. Well, what do you want done? So I kind of explained to them what I want done. And they said, yeah, if you can get here in the next, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, we can do it. I'm like freaking right on. So there was no time to even think about it or be nervous or anything. It was just go. And I was by myself. And so I go to Freedom Tattoo. I show up. Taylor takes me. She's um, been tattooing for three years. She's 21 years old. You know, I think I might have gotten somebody that wasn't totally 
um, like hardcore experience, maybe because of the time of the day when I came in, but it's like, hey, I'm probably somebody really good to practice on anyways. Her work was perfect, by the way. It's nothing about that. I just, because I knew she'd only had three years experience. I mean, maybe people want somebody with more experience. I don't really know. I was just like, hey, if you can take me, awesome. So I knew exactly what I wanted. Um, it, I have to actually look at it. It says, it says, tomorrow is not promised. And I have it written from almost my elbow up to my wrist bone on the spine of my forearm. And I, you know, my original thought was that it would be basically from my wrist, maybe like five inches is what I'd imagined. It's more like 10 inches. Um, and when she printed it out and showed me like that was the, the length that would work with regards to making the font really crisp, I was like, let's do it. Like, I don't know, there's something exciting about like me thinking it was going to be smaller and then her saying it really needs to be this size and me going, yeah, then let's do it. Like I, there's, you know, it wasn't my idea and I kind of like, it was exciting to do it twice as big as I had thought or long or whatever. And then I had a little heart that I wanted on the inside of my wrist. And so she freehand drew that and just put that on. That one took like just a few minutes. Um, so anyways, yeah, I was wondering how she was going to do it for that part of your arm. You have to lay on your stomach and then put your arm out to the side on a little, you know, board or whatever. They have a little thing set up for your arm. And so you can't really watch because you're laying on your stomach. And it was funny because when I was sitting there waiting for her to get it all like printed out and do the, you know, they do that thing where it's like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's almost like they put a fake tattoo on you first, you know, like you would, uh, tattoo from a Cracker Jack box pretty much. And then they just basically go over it with their needle and ink. But anyways, so she um, had it all on my arm and she started at the wrist area and that was really painful. And um, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> that hurts a lot, but whatever, got through it and she got the whole thing done. I don't know. It probably took a half an hour and what was weird is that Joey's, um, a girl from Girl Scouts was there at the same time and she recognized me. I didn't recognize her, but she was getting something done behind her ear. And so what they did, because we were both getting tattooed at the same time, it's one big open room they, and she had to lay down too. They had us, um, they had our tables next to each other so that we could talk while we were having our tattoos done, which was kind of nice. Cause that obviously kind of takes, um, your mind off the fact that you're going through something painful, you know, and for anybody that hasn't had a tattoo, it's the best way to describe it is that it feels like someone's cutting your skin with a razor, with a scalpel, like a razor blade. I mean, it really does feel like a scalpel going through your skin and you have to keep reminding yourself that you're not being cut with a scalpel because it, it does feel like that. Um, I was so thrilled with the results. So I'm super stoked that's been done. I had to get that like it's just like it was like driving me crazy that I didn't have this one done. And um, because waiting, you know, to the end of May to get the next one was just too long of a wait. So uh, this kind of like took the fever down in the meantime until I can get the other one. But really, truly, honestly, I'm really happy at this point. Like even if I didn't do the cherry blossoms, I'd be happy. But I already put $100 down on it. So I'm definitely doing it. But yeah, it's fun to go to the gym now and see my um, the writing on my spine and my arm now when I'm, you know, lifting my big giant weights. It was what I was hoping for. I mean, it really is motivating. I don't know what it is about it, but it is motivating to have some ink on your body when you're working out. It's really fun to see it. So maybe because I'm an old lady, it makes me feel more relevant. I don't know, whatever, but it's, and it, you know, I never ever planned on getting tattoos. And then this, um, well, things in my life changed and I did some things that were different and got some Botox and, 
you know, a little bit of filler and I started straightening my hair again and I went for a tattoo. So I did some things that were, you know, fun changes for me. So, um, but yeah, the gym, speaking of the gym, it's been going really, really well. I've been going not every day, but close to, oh my God, the first five days or so I overdid it because it was so exciting to go back. And then I could barely walk for like a week. I was in so much pain, you know, muscle fatigue and just muscle pain from not working out so much. But um, now I just try to get some soreness because I'm getting more used to it. So I'm trying to like, you know, make things a little bit harder when I go. And I don't do any cardio. I only do the machines and I do a lot of things that honestly I could do at home, but I feel motivated when I'm there. So like a lot of like lunges through the yoga room and I don't know. I just, I just do whatever feels right, you know? And it, it, and most of it is just, like I said, there's no, I, if I, if I went there and did any cardio, I wouldn't go. Honestly, I'm so over cardio. So I don't do it anymore. I'm done with it. I'm only doing weights and I've run so much in my life. And I know like, that's not going to change my body. What's going to change my body and make my skin maybe a little bit tighter is weights. Cause I've got to get the muscle and I want a tushy. I want a bigger, rounder tushy. So I'm working on it. Okay. What's the latest on Tinder? Tinder. Oh my God. I'm so like anti-Tinder at the moment because I'm not ovulating. I don't care about it right now, but, um, I did, I like, I feel like these things happened so long ago, but I had them in my notes. So I still want to talk about them. I had matched with this dude Dawson and he was local here. And, uh, or so he said. So this is how it went down. And like, this is how people can be. And I just, it just turns you off so much to people in general. But so, um, I think he wanted to meet up. I don't have the beginning part of the message and he is my age. And I, and he just said, okay, let me know when, let me know about when works even a quick hello. I think I felt stressed because he so quickly wanted to meet. And I just felt like, oh, like, I think he even was like, hey, you want to meet tonight or something? Because it was a Friday night. Or maybe it was a Saturday night. And I kind of was like, oh, like, I just wasn't ready to just jump in my car and go meet somebody. So I write to him after the fact. I thought about it a little bit more. And I was like, maybe a coffee tomorrow morning would work since we're so close by. I was assuming you were in Santa Cruz. Um, we could literally meet at the dunes, which is, um, a local beach. It's like literally five miles from me. And, um, cause he said he was in Watsonville and I said, I can bring my coffee with me. And I just gave him the shrug emoji. So he wrote back at six fourteen the next morning, which was Sunday morning. And he says, good morning. And I wrote back at 7.09. And I said, morning with a son. And he said, just walked the beach. And I hearted that comment. And I, I like didn't know what to make of that because I had said in my message from the night before that maybe we could take a walk on the beach. So I guess he got my message after or whatever. But I, you know, it's the beach. You know, you can go again. It's still early. It was like he was replying to me at like 7.30 in the morning. And I say, does that mean that you're done walking the beach for the day? Like, I don't know what you mean by just walk the beach. Like, it didn't give me anything to go on. That's all he said. Just walk the beach. Okay, well, do you want to meet for coffee? Do you want to still, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to figure out what he wants to do. And he says, uh, no, it is just that I did it. It can get intense around the afternoon. I do not even know what that means. And then he puts a smiley face. Is there a good coffee shop around? I'm like, well, I thought you said you lived in Watsonville. 
So I said, hmm, I thought you said you lived here. And he's not verified. So I'm a woman. I have a right to be wondering, you know, if something doesn't feel right or isn't adding up. And he writes, I've been here for a month. And then he writes, I tend to go to one place called Bagel Cafe, but otherwise I don't usually go into town and prefer Carmel 30 minutes away. And then he writes, you know, it seems like I'm fighting with you already as several times you've challenged me or accused me of not being clear. This seems to be almost confrontational already. I like it easy and relaxed. I'm give trust first until otherwise. This is too much work. Be well, okay? No hard feelings and have a great spring. Stay cool, skater boarder with a smiley face. So rude and passive aggressive and it felt like a hot potato. I just wanted to like throw my phone on the bed like, oh, like, ew. So yeah, um, I guess he thought it over and he didn't like the fact that I put, hmm, I thought you said you'd lived here. I mean, he said, I've been here for a month. That's what he responds after that as if I should have known that before. I guess this just goes to show that um, people are very different and I was really glad that I didn't meet him because he's obviously clearly really uptight, but I'm being confrontational by being safe as a woman by meeting a man that I don't know who isn't verified on Tinder. The whole thing was such a turnoff and this guy didn't even know my HIV status, so can you can only imagine how that would have gone down. Obviously, this guy was just, um, he was a little pussy man. He's a little pussy man who couldn't take a few questions and trying to like figure things out to make sure that I'm comfortable, but whatever. Bye-bye Dawson. So that was the 13th. That was February 13th. And then it's Valentine's Day and I'm on Facebook dating because I don't know, why not? Maybe I've already talked about that. Yeah, I think I have. I'm on Facebook dating. So I meet this guy who's just way above my level He's so, so good looking. He's 10 years younger than me. He's a yoga guy. He's a rock climber. I would say I probably wouldn't be that into somebody that type, but he, I think he matched with me or he liked me or I can't remember how it all went down, but, um, we, we matched and, um, like he's got little bit of a beard, you know, the beanie, the sunglasses, he's tan, he's and super fit, beautiful smile. Like, like the kind of guy that can go a little grungy, but because he's got such a beautiful smile, everything looks perfect, you know? Um, so let's see, I'm going to tell you his name's Frankie. I won't tell you his last name because you could look him up. But anyways, his profile says, Hey, I'm Frankie. Keep it sim- Keeping it simple. If our values don't align, let's not waste time. I don't care what you do for a living or how much money you have. I care whether, and he does not put an H in whether, he spelled it W-E-T-H-E-R, your, (laughs) (laughs) Y-O-U-R, I didn't realize he had so many grammatical errors. You're a good person with solid character. Energy matters more to me than material, good attitude, and friendly works. I'd like a partner into biking, hiking, yoga, meditation, and nature, travel, cooking, and reading and research are ways. I like to spend my free time India every three years, athletic background, fitness, and mindset, best wishes. And I thought, well, that sounds like probably not somebody that I have a lot in common with, but he's so beautiful. And I can't remember what the deal was. Like, I think he, I think he liked me first. I think that was it. 
So he writes to me, hey, Jennifer, I like to explore and simultaneously help out. Oh, I asked him about his time in India. Like, I'm like, wow, you're a really cool dude, you know? And so he tells me about his time in India and what he likes to do. He's got some rich friends and he helps them, like, funnel their money into, you know, philanthropic ideas, I guess, in India. Uh, He says the sex traffickers target homeless kids. So we try to provide them with a refuge at night. I have some great friends that are philanthropists and down to support such causes. This weekend, I was in Big Sur creating funding. Anyway, so he sounds like a really awesome guy, but I honestly didn't think physically I would be able to get this guy. I really didn't. Even though we matched, even though he matched with me first, you know, or whatever, he liked me first. I was just like, it'd be fun to have a friend this good looking, that is for sure. But I really liked all that he was doing because I thought, hey, he's doing some good human work out there. And maybe he'll be impressed by my good human work. So I say that's some beautiful selfless work you're doing in the world. Thank you from one human to another. I friended you, laugh out loud. You were easy to find. He was because he puts his freaking first and last name in his profile. Um, So I friended him. So obviously when he friends me back or accepts my friendship on Facebook, he's going to see everything about me because all of my HIV stuff is on there. Um, I said, glad to be friends. You can see what my life's about. I got really sick in 2016. I was diagnosed with HIV and AIDS. I got better within a month of treatment. I'm living a very healthy life now with undetectable HIV. My life was turned around as a result, and I became an advocate very organically. I speak through social media for those who can't due to stigma. It's been an amazing journey. My most important work is sharing with the world that once someone with HIV is on treatment, they can no longer spread the virus sexually or from mother to child. You can only imagine, um, I don't know, I, I, I cut that part off. Anyways, uh, basically how important this work is, I think something like that. And then I said, I got it from a boyfriend through sex at the time who had used needles in his past. I wanted to clear up where I said it turned my life around. My life was actually fine, but getting diagnosed changed my life in a beautiful, amazing way because of advocacy. And I put a smiley face and he says, wow, that's great. You have found your power. Thanks for sharing Jennifer. And this is how I assumed he would respond because he does seem like a really man of the earth kind of guy who is just about people and kindness and goodness. I mean, that's really what I got from him. So I was stoked, honestly, to share what I do because it it felt like maybe that there would be some way to, I don't know, work with him in some way if he's going to India and I get a lot of people from India that need my help. You know, I don't know. I just thought maybe this is going to be some cool work that I could do with this really good looking guy, you know, whatever. But honestly, I really didn't think this guy was going to be into me just because he is like, he's model good looking. Okay. So let me just say that. So he says, wow, that's great that you have found your power. Thanks for sharing, Jennifer. Sometimes the seemingly worst things to happen to us turn out to be the best. Sometimes I didn't realize he didn't write that well when I read this the first time. Uh, The paradox of life. Well, I hope you enjoy this beautiful day and glad to connect with you. Have a good one, Jennifer! Exclamation. And then he sends a separate message, which I don't know how much later it was, but it was probably right after. If you want to chat, feel free to give me a call, Frankie. And he gives me his phone number. So I took that phone number and I put it on my phone and I waited, you know, cause I was like, I don't want to like jump on this and look like I'm overly anxious, but I was like, wow, 
cool. Of course, I'm looking through more of his photos going, well, maybe I'm going to get to meet Frankie. He is freaking cute. About a half an hour goes by and I go back to look at the where we match on Facebook. We're actually at this point, we were friends on Facebook. So um, it was easy to look through all his stuff. And I go back and the dating part of it where we're matched, um, he's disappeared. And I'm like, huh. And I right away, I felt like this drop, like my stomach dropped. And I was like, this isn't what I think it is, is it? And I go to find his profile on Facebook. It's gone. I'm not going to say his last name, um, but his profile's gone. I've been blocked. So he blocked me. He had a change of heart, I guess. And he blocked me. So this guy who speaks all about the goodness of people and not caring, you know, what somebody does for a living or how much money they make, it's all about who the person is, was just a load of crap. And so I wrote to him because I had his number. <laughs> I sent him a text and I said, you blocked me, question mark. That's a bummer. And I put a sad face, just the colon with the nose and the little side swipe of a mouth. I said, I honestly thought it would have been cool to talk about the needs of people in India with regards to HIV. They reach out to me all the time. I won't write anymore. Have a good one. He did not write anything back. Nothing. Um, so that one rattled me. That one made me feel really bad because I shared my diagnosis because I really thought we were on the same page with regards to trying to do something good here in the world. My advocacy and him, whatever he's doing, sharing his friend's money and good ways and in India, apparently he takes, I didn't say this, but apparently he takes a, he's made a point of taking a trip there once every three years. And he's been doing that ever since like 2009 or something like that. And he's getting ready to go in like six more months. That was, that had come out in part of the conversation before I (laughs) was blocked, but it felt really bad. And, um, you know, it's just one of those moments again, where you just can't believe that you're actually considered them. You're not part of the human race anymore. Everything that they thought about you was okay until they found out that fact that you have HIV. And, and it doesn't matter if you even explain up in the very beginning that you can't transmit it. It doesn't matter that you can Google it. And it takes two seconds to figure that out. It made him feel really scared. And he chose instead of being kind about it and maybe just not even responding anymore to me or something, because he could have done that. He chose the blocking route. I don't know. What can I say? I mean, I get it because I, you know, spent most of my life HIV negative and can kind of understand why that might scare somebody (laughs) too. But being on the other end of it now, it's, it's, uh, it's really eye opening and it feels yeah, it's a really bad feeling. So it took me a while. I've been keeping that in my phone, in my photos, the screenshots of that for a month now. So when I scroll through my photos, I keep seeing that picture of him. And it's, I'm so glad I'm doing this podcast so that I can delete it and not have to look at him anymore or be reminded of that moment when I realized that he'd blocked me when everything seemed to have been fine. I mean, here the guy gave me his phone number and then he gave it more thought or somebody must have said something to him. I don't know. But, um, you know, I even have a blue check (laughs) on my Facebook. That did not matter to him. You know, that I think that gives me some credibility, I would think. And it's no, no, not for dear Frankie. 
he was, um, he's too far above that. So anyway, moving on. Okay. So those are some, um, sort of negative things that have been happening in a Tinder. Um, the person that I met where I had the tick on my stomach, um, we haven't really talked. We haven't. And I have a sweatshirt I need to get back, but yeah. And no, nothing else from the tick you know, invasion on my stomach for a second. I'm, I feel fine. I took my antibiotics for two weeks and you know, that's all good. Okay. Let's see what else. I'm sorry if this doesn't seem like a real upbeat. I honestly have been putting this off cause I feel like I haven't had the energy to do a podcast. And sometimes I feel like when I do them, the energy is there sometimes or sort of not there. And I'll listen to it again. And I'm like, oh, it's, it really does come across sometimes differently when I hear it back. But when I'm saying it, I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm just not sounding like I have enough energy. So I'm, I'm trying, but this is kind of why I haven't done one in a while because I wasn't even sure if I would feel like I could do one anymore because it's been a while. Oh, I got mushrooms from this local Instagram guy. I did do that. I forgot to talk about that. It's basically mushrooms that are pressed into chocolate. So you choose the chocolate flavor that you like. And so I got strawberry, which is basically, um, you know, it's like white chocolate, but it's the strawberry flavor. I think they have like cookies and cream. They have like, you know, I don't even think they have regular chocolate. They have like mint chocolate. I don't know. He has like a bunch of flavors, but I chose strawberries. So it's in a tin and I, it, you can hear it clanking around in there and you're like, it doesn't sound like mushrooms, you know, when you get it, but it's sealed all the way shut or I guess maybe it's taped all the way around. So you have to open, you have to take the tape off and then you can open the lid off. So when I met him in the parking lot of Target to give him my money for the mushrooms, I was kind of confused by the noise it was making inside because you'd think mushrooms are kind of like light. It wasn't really making sense to me. Then I open it up and I realize, oh, it's it's been chocolate pressed into, not pressed, but you know, there it, it's probably a chocolate mold that's a circle that has eight slices. Like, you know, so you can break it easily into like eight little pizza slices. So what it is, is there's obviously mushroom mixed up. It's time for me to take my pill. There's, um, mushroom mixed into that chocolate and then it obviously dries and or cools down and then it's one hard solid little circle with eight pieces in it so I took it says on the tin that if you eat one to two it's considered a micro dose what was it three to four was considered enjoyable and then five to six was oh god I've got to get it because I can't remember I always forget what the five to six was okay I gotta use the light on my phone for this because the type is so dang small and let's see okay so five to six pieces is mind altering and seven to eight says which would be the whole thing uh adventure time so I ate one and a half last week right when I got it I was like so curious and I don't really know that I noticed much of anything I might have felt a little silly maybe I don't know whatever it was it was super mild but I did notice there is like a taste I don't think like if I blew my breath out that anybody would smell anything but I feel like there is a taste with psilocybin um I don't know how to describe it it's uh, it's sort of cheesy. It's sort of mushroomy, but it's like I can taste it in the back of my throat. It's just sort of there. And that stays for a while. 
I know when I'm in my Instagram story that night, after I had been like about an hour and a half, my nose noticed my pupils were dilated. Um, I didn't sleep well that night. I think it disturbed my sleep. Um, and then I had a little bit of a headache the next morning. So the effect wasn't that great, honestly. And I will do more. I just didn't want to do it tonight. I just didn't feel like it because I thought, oh God, I just, I love my sleep so much. And it's Saturday night and I just really wanted to sleep. So I didn't take more, but I will eventually. And then I received my spores. I think I'd talked about this the last time. I really screwed up with that. I thought I ordered them correctly and I guess it didn't go through on Zell. And I kept thinking they were on their way and they weren't. And I talked to a representative and she's like, yeah, you have to do another step to make the payment go through, which I had not done. So I did it over the phone with her last week and I just got them yesterday. So it's just one syringe. And <clears throat> honestly, the thought of getting that bin out and all that equipment, oh my God, the light and everything, I'm just like dreading it. Um, like the guy said that I bought the shrooms from, he's like, you know, like, why would you grow your own strawberries when you could just go to Food Max and buy them? You know, it's like, you can just buy these from people, you know, why would you, you know, grow your own? But I got some from a Tinder date. I did go on a Tinder date a couple weeks ago, more than that now, maybe like two and a half weeks ago. And he gave me some, I didn't do any with him. And he put them like in a little Ziploc bag. He even measured them and wrote like what the weight was on there and all that. Well, then like a week goes by. I'd never, I didn't do anything with them. And I noticed like there was a little bit of black on different, different parts of the mushroom. Like there was several in there. They were kind of like different kinds. Maybe they were all the same. I honestly don't know. But anyways, there was a little bit of black. It looked like, you know, it looked like a little bit of mold and I wasn't sure what was going on. And so... I was afraid to eat them. And I asked him, I texted him and said, you know, do you know anything about that? And he didn't know. And he said, you know, if you doubt it, then don't do it. But then I showed it to the guy that I bought the, um, the chocolate mushrooms from or whatever. And he said, no, these don't go bad. He goes, yeah, you could, you could still eat them. They'd be fine. But then I'm like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could be throwing up all night. So do I want to do that? No. So yeah, again, I feel like I should just toss that Ziploc bag because I don't feel comfortable with it. And then I've got these, the chocolate ones, but in order to get the effect that I got the night when I was at the mountain man's place, which <laughs> he's not responding to me, whatever. Oh, that happened also. Yeah. He reached out to me. We had a pretty hot, heavy, like text conversation one day while I was at school and he wanted me to come up school. I was at work, which is out of school. And he wanted me to come see him that night. But, uh, he, oh, he wanted me to see him like right then, but I was like, I was at work. And then he had like something going on that night. He was helping his, uh, he was babysitting basically. And so I told him the next day that I was available, that he should come to my place. Cause my kids were out, they were with their dad and he didn't respond like, okay. And so like three weeks later, I wrote to him and I said something like, uh, Hey, what happened to my friends with benefits? You know, like, what'd you get a girlfriend? No response. <laughs> Whatever. So not talking to him anymore. I guess my point is, is that, um, I, yeah, to get the effect of what happened when I was up there, um, I would have to eat, um, you know, the whole thing. And there isn't that many in there now. Cause I, let's see, how many do I have in here? How many slices? One, two, three, seven. What? Wait a second. Hold on. Oh, there's 10 pieces in here. I said there was eight. 
Oh, there's 10. So you actually could. I could actually get, okay. Hmm. I think I would do six, but I, don't, I haven't had the balls to do it again. So I'm sort of waiting. I will do it at some point and I'll probably talk about it on my Instagram. But, um, anyways, the guy was really nice who I got these from. It was 60 for the can or the tin. And he said, here, it's only 40 for you. If you can talk about it on your Instagram, that would be awesome. Um, cause he has some other girl who talks about it on her Instagram and it got him a bunch of sales and you know, it's, there's nothing illegal, um, about mushrooms. You just apparently can't advertise the price, but you can sell them. You can distribute them. So there's nothing illegal going on. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, when I'm in the mood, I'll do it, but right now I don't feel like it. Uh, okay. What else? So a couple other things. Okay. So Joey and I went to the Stevo show in Monterey. We had tickets for his bucket list tour. We got them right after Jackass. Um, right after we saw the movie, the most recent Jackass movie, we got tickets to a show in Monterey. And I think we had to wait, I don't know, a month until we could see him. Joey's a huge fan of Steve-O and Jackass. And I don't know if I'm saying his name right. The kids give me so much shit for saying his name wrong. They say, you you sound like you say Steve-O. That's how they think I say it. I feel like I'm saying it right. Steve-O. That, no, I think I said it right there. But then when I say it wrong, I think I say Steve-O. That's when they say I say it wrong. Steve-O. They said it's Steve-O. So can you hear that? It's a really slight difference, but it makes them crazy because it's like I'm saying Steve-O, like O-H. Anyway, um, so we, Joey and I go to Monterey to go see him at this um, Golden State Theater. I figured anywhere we were in there would be good seats, which was true. We had good seats. We were in the orchestra section, just meaning we weren't up above in the balcony. We were on the same level as his stage. And it was kind of crazy to think like Steve was actually going to be there, like right there in front of us on the stage. And he was. And so he comes out and he basically there's a lot of prelude uh, before he comes on the stage, you're watching some stuff on the screen and a lot of it's him, um, showing some of his earlier stuff on MTV and of course, Jackass, um, some of his like highlights on Jackass and stuff like that. And then he says like, Hey, by the way, um, if you see anybody filming during my show, that's illegal. Like this is my, this is his shit, right? This is like, he owns what he's going to show you on the screen and talk about. And he doesn't want his show obviously shown, on YouTube because right people won't spend money to come see him if they can just watch it on YouTube. So he basically is, he's really, really strict about that. And, um, and here I was planning on filming him just talk a little bit, you know, before when he came out on the stage, I was like, God oh, damn, I really can't like, I'm going to put my phone away. Cause he was really strict about it in his little video clip before he came out on stage. And he said, if we catch you or if anybody else catches you, we will throw you out. Like, it's like that simple. There's no ifs, ands or buts. We like just throw the people out. And I'm like, well, I don't, don't want to be thrown out for my Instagram. Instagram stories. So fuck it. I'm putting my phone away. So he comes out and like, yeah, within like the first 10 minutes, some guy, some, I see part of me thinks it was a pawn just to like scare people, but he hopped off the stage and walked up to this guy who was in an aisle seat, grabbed his phone and walked up the, you know, between the two aisles up to the back of the theater and the guy's following behind him. And you know, basically the guy got kicked out, but see, I do feel like it was sort of set up. Like, I feel like the guy probably works for him and they just do that to scare people, but I don't know. So Joey and I are lucky enough to have these two, um, really drunk young men in front of us, like really, really drunk. They're, they're like 
so inebriated they can barely walk. Well, one of them really can't walk very well. Um, they are talking constantly and it's not letting up and it's getting really annoying and it'd been going on for at least 15 minutes and I can hear people saying stuff and Joey is like the kind of person well she'll never want me to like report anything but she even was like at one point like finally like yeah I think you need to say something like it was obnoxious we couldn't even hear Steve sometimes when he was talking and what Steve does is he'll he'll basically, he has like a bucket list of like things that he's wanted to do. And basically they just didn't do them on jackass or whatever. I don't know why, but they didn't do them on jackass. And, um, I said that weird a second ago, jackass. Um, anyway, uh, and so his stunts honestly were better than most of the things I saw in the most recent jackass movie. But anyways, he tells the whole story prior to showing each stunt that he did and you get to hear the whole backstory and which is really interesting because he's a great storyteller and then he shows the clip of the stunt and they're really funny you know or like gross or whatever or just like oh my god like terrifying or whatever they end up being but you know they're they're typically very entertaining and so he's um uh, where was I going with that um so yeah so Steve's talking about his stunts oh yeah so these guys keep talking and they're just annoying and I finally get up and I'm like, okay, fucking I'm doing it. So I go past Joey and I go up to the back and I go to the, you know, they're selling like his merch and stuff. And I say to the merch guy, Hey, where's security? And the security guy comes up to me, this big, two big, big guys. Um, and I say, Hey, there's these two guys in front of us. They're super drunk and like they're being loud and they've filmed him also. I'm hoping that that would just be enough to get them out you know, you got to do something about it. Cause they're just, well, here's the thing. Like these guys were, it was weird. The one guy that was really, really drunk was kind of had his head on his friend's shoulder and it didn't seem to ever go away. Like they were, it's almost like they were canoodling. They were, so they were always talking like in each other's faces. Um, if you didn't know any better, you'd think, um, they were like closer than just, oh my God, can I, Joey, she wants to sleep in my bed again. I was going to wash my ant sheets, but I'm too tired. Yes, but I want to finish my podcast first. You got to give me like 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. So anyways, yeah, they're, they're talking loud. I can't hear Steve. I'm missing some of the jokes because they're laughing loud and at the wrong time, like when he's just doing, and I'm like, how does, like, I kind of thought maybe even Steve might hear them at some point. So security comes back, they go and it's dark, you know, in there and they, they couldn't tell where I was sitting and so they go way down the aisle almost to the stage and I'm like oh my god they're gonna they're like they're and they're you know showing their flashlights around trying to figure out um you know where they are and I'm like snapping my finger in the aisle pointing to the back of the guy's heads like they're right here like you went way too far you know hold on let's see what she says I wasn't even gonna go to bed until like 11 okay <laughs> give her a heart so um they go up to them and I can hear them say, hey, you guys need to like cool it. You know, this is your only chance. We're not going to kick you out now, but if you keep it up, we're going to kick you out. And what does the one guy do? And by the way, these guys were probably like, you know, mid 20s, maybe close to 30 skater looking dudes for sure. Like total skater dudes. Um, and the guy goes, what? we were and the guy goes eh, I don't want to hear it you know just keep it down people are trying to enjoy the show people spent money to be here like you need to chill out the guys will uh, you know like acting you know so like shocked that somebody complained I'm like I oh, god it's just like being a you know a substitute teacher and kids going what what do you mean I didn't do that you know so anyway same same exact attitude so they do quiet down 
momentarily, but it starts revving up again after about 20 minutes. And it's like they've forgotten completely that they'd been talked to. And so, and they've got, um, one of them bought a skateboard and it's just the deck. It's just the wooden part. And they dropped it like three times on the ground. You know, it was like so loud every time they dropped it and they kicked over a drink full of ice. You could hear it just go and like went all over, you know, I mean, and obviously the theater's at an angle. So who knows what happened to the people in front of them, if they had anything on the ground, getting it wet. So just annoying. So somebody else goes to get security. Joey was going to go to the bathroom, but she knew that security was being called again because she said, no, no. Like I said, are you sure? She says, no, I'm 100% sure. I could hear the guy back there saying he was talking to security and they were going to come and get them. So Joey didn't want to watch them get pulled out. She was, for whatever reason, worried about that whole you know, moment when they were going to get kicked out. But I was like, you know, rubbing my hands together. I'm like, God, fucking get him out of here. So security comes and they basically say, you know, you guys, you got to go. And the guy, he starts to stand up and he can't really stand up. And you go, they go, do you need us to help you? Like they go to help him. And he's like, no, nah, I got it. And like, he could barely walk. And then his friend goes to get up the one who's not as drunk, but still really drunk. And he like puts his hands up like, don't touch me. Like I didn't do it on my own, you know? And I'm just like, Oh God, thank God they're gone. You know, whatever. So I posted, this is the funny part. This is the, uh, the really crazy part. So I post all of this on my Instagram and, um, Jamie, who I had dated back. He's one of, he's somebody that I refer to a lot in my advocacy. When I say that I had dated somebody for six months who also, you know, had been exposed to me before I knew I had it, who didn't get it from me. Um, and that was Jamie. And so anyways, and it's funny when I was at the show, I was thinking, um, this is a, a show Jamie would go to. Jamie was always into seeing comedians and magicians and music. Like it's his thing. He loves to go to shows. And I was like thinking, I bet Jamie would like Steve-O. Okay. So Jamie sees my story and he's like, dude, he's like, I was at that show. I was there. And he goes, I swear, Jen, I was sitting like in the same general area of where you were, because I saw those drunk guys. He goes, I heard them. He goes, I, I saw that they got kicked out. And I'm like, what? So then I'm getting goosebumps right now. My whole lower half has goosebumps right now. So then he sends me this picture. I put this all on my Instagram and it's the back of me and Joey. It's me on the right and it's Joey on the left. He was right behind us, right behind us. And he didn't even have those seats. He sat there because there was an open seat and he didn't like his seat and he wanted to be in the aisle. And he sent me the picture and he goes, and I said, Jamie, I said, Jamie, that's me and Joey. And he was like, dude, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone right now. Like he goes, I feel like this is like a horror movie. I'm seeing your words that are saying we were there. This is me and Joey. He was like, it's like he couldn't comprehend it because he thought Joey was Asian for some reason. He said, I chalked it up in my mind for some reason and made myself believe that she was Asian because Joey was wearing, for one thing, Joey has jet black hair. And it is sort of cut in like a, like lots of layers. I don't know. I mean, yeah, she could look Asian from behind for sure. She had a red shirt on and she definitely had her makeup done. I showed it the next day on my Instagram. It was like geisha girl. Like she did like the wings and everything. So if he just caught a side of her face, um, 
he wouldn't have known that it was her. And I don't know when he's seen her last. I mean, Joey has changed a lot. Like her hair used to be light blonde, not light blonde. Hello, light brown and really long. Um, you know, so I don't know that he, maybe he hasn't seen her, but anyway, and he thought I was a young girl in my twenties, which is so funny. He says, dude, I saw you get up and show security, these two dudes. And he goes, I do. I goes, I didn't, I don't know why. He goes, I guess I just, in my mind, I conjured up. He goes, I think I even probably saw sort of your face, but he goes, I just didn't, it didn't register. He goes, I don't even know why. So we tripped out over that. It was so freaking crazy that he literally, oh, the reason he had the picture of me and Joey is because at the very end of the show, Steve says, okay, now that the show is over and he stands on a stool and he says, you can all take your phones out now and get a picture of me. He goes, so everybody takes their phones out. And I filmed everybody with their phones out because it was kind of cool to get a video of that because you could see those screens. You know, everybody had a phone up. And um, and that's when he got the picture of Steve on the stage. And it basically picked up me and Joey in the picture. So that's why he took that picture to take it of Steve-O on the stage, Steve-O, um, on the stool but it picked, it really the flash caught the back of me and Joey is what it did. Like, it is so crazy that that happened and that we didn't know, you know, we didn't, I mean, I got up, Joey went to the bathroom twice. I got up to get security once. I never noticed that the guy sitting directly behind Joey was Jamie. I mean, if I had just been more observant, just looked to the right when I was walking back to my seat, I would have seen him. Or if I was for some reason, you know, in my seat and turned all the way around, I would have seen him or just looked behind Joey. I mean, you know how it is. You just don't look at the people behind you when you're at a show. You just kind of don't look at the people behind you directly in the eyes for whatever reason. So I never did. I never did. And I had no idea that Jamie was there. And um, Jamie recently got married. He got married on 2-22-22. And his new wife was not there. I don't know why. But um, anyways, maybe she's not a Steve-O fan. But he went alone, which is so not like unlike Jamie at all, because Jamie would totally go to shows, you know, any kind of show alone. He's that's like not a big deal for him. So it was kind of crazy. Like we could have totally hung with Jamie and it would have been so cool to have seen the whole show with him. Like if there was space by him or whatever, we would have all totally hung out. I mean, that would have been really, really cool. So anyway, what a crazy, crazy coincidence. I mean, it's crazy enough that he went to the show at all. Like, I I don't know. And then he was sitting not even just in the same area. He was directly behind us, like right there. Crazy. Okay. Um, I think that's it for now. Um, I do plan on having my friend Stephen Hart, who does Heart Talks. I think I talked about that in my last podcast that I'm going to have him on. I've been again, it's just scheduling. It's just scheduling. And then it's like, you know, you want to make sure it's interesting and all that. Actually, interviewing is not that hard. It's, I just, I think it's just because I haven't been doing it lately. I've sort of like gotten away from it, but, um, yeah, I'm gonna, oh, hello, Olive. Um, I think I'll be having Steven on soon. He was going to go on a date with somebody and I wanted to wait until he had the date and, and all that. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, that's all for now. There's more I could talk about with Tinder, but I'm just going to let it go for now because there's just too much out there in the internet with me and my Tinder dates. So I'm just going to shut my mouth for, for a minute. All right, guys, have a good week. I hopefully will be back sooner than later.
Thanks, guys. Thanks for anybody who's out there who's listening. I appreciate it. Love you all. Bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.